I'm Michelle Kang, an editor at A16Z. And in our new podcast series, Time to Build LA, we're taking a deeper look at investing in company building in Los Angeles. LA has long been known as a mecca for entertainment, gaming, and the aerospace and defense industries. But now it's also the third largest tech hub in the United States. Snap, TikTok, and SpaceX all have headquarters here. Investments in the region continue to increase, and scores of new founders, venture capitalists, and tech employees relocated here during the pandemic. To celebrate the LA community and the city's growth, A16Z recently hosted Time to Build Los Angeles, an event where we invited LA-based investors, founders, and operators from across a diverse range of industries to talk about company building in LA. In the first in our series of interviews, we invited Andrew Chen from A16Z, Minnie Ingersoll from 10110, and Turner Novak from Banana Capital to talk about why LA is at an inflection point, misperceptions about the region, and what makes a great meme. But first, we opened our panel discussion with a presentation from A16Z consumer partner Katya Ameri on what you need to know about the LA scene and why we think it's worth paying attention to in the years to come. What follows is a slightly edited version of that conversation. Welcome everyone to Time to Build Los Angeles. Um, I'm Katya Mary. I am a partner on the consumer investing team at A16Z. I think most of you probably know me as the one that sends you a bunch of LA Tech Week emails. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> We are uh, super excited to have you here today. We have a really incredible agenda plan where we're going to talk about the innovation that's happening uh, here in LA and also what's catapulting LA um, into a top tech hub. And before we get started with our first session, I'm going to take a minute and walk you all through you know, why LA. So I think we've all seen tech meets entertainment conferences in LA for the past decade. I can tell you that. Today, you are here to see something a little bit different. LA has a long history of winners. We have a diverse set of established companies across industries represented here from consumer to aerospace to health tech and more. And while the LA ecosystem has historically been strong, in the past two years in particular, the ecosystem has grown significantly as well. LA is the fastest growing of the top three tech hubs outpacing San Francisco and New York and is far ahead of emerging ecosystems like Miami and Austin. And the number of investments in capital flowing to LA has only continued to increase. And at A16Z, we felt this inflection firsthand as we've done more investments in the last two years in LA than we had done the six years prior combined. Now, right now, we have about 40 active portfolio companies in LA across seed, series A, and later stages. And we might not be the first people to the party, but in the last two years, we put a ton of skin in the game and we've had a chance to work with many of you in this room. So LA has gone through a number of inflections in the past and kind of looking at what's driving the most recent change, it's really due to the growing talent in the ecosystem. We have founders, of unicorn companies that have built and scaled businesses, moving to LA and injecting the ecosystem with knowledge. The startup scene is also up-leveling in the form of hacker houses like Launch House and founders of 
uh, early stage companies are also moving to LA to start their businesses as well. And it's really this kind of new wave of talent that's cross-pollinating um, with the existing ecosystem that's really supercharging the growth. So question of the day, you know, why LA Tech Week? The goal of Tech Week has been to create community, specifically amongst the recent transplants that have moved here in the past two years, in addition to the community at large. Two, the goal of Tech Week is to attract talent and to leverage Tech Week as this mechanism for attracting new founders, builders, and engineers to LA. And ultimately, the goal is to broadcast the action. You know, LA has been quiet, but LA has been building. And the goal of Tech Week is really to put the spotlight on LA tech and to showcase how rich this ecosystem you know, really is. So leading up to Tech Week, we surveyed about 450 attendees to better understand the ecosystem to actually put numbers behind what we were seeing. And here's what we heard from you. So it's no surprise that looking at kind of who's in the room, the top two industries represented here are media and consumer. But that makes up less than 30% of the pie, which means that 70% of you come from industries across fintech, crypto, enterprise, health tech, gaming, aerospace, and more. And looking at how long we've been here, about half of you are newbies and have lived here for less than five years. About 16% of you have lived here for only less than one year. And about 10% of you are, are just visiting, and hopefully this week convinces you to stay. <laughs> and what's particularly exciting is that LA is sticky, even though we have a ton of new blood, most people don't have any plans to leave for the foreseeable future. And so we, when we asked, you know, why LA, uh, this was the word cloud that we generated from your responses. And as you can see, kind of overwhelmingly, diversity and culture show up prominently in, 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 in the answers. You know, diversity is very much in the DNA, diversity of people, diversity of industries, diversity of values. And culture is created and disseminated here, and so proximity to media and entertainment is one of the draws. And when we ask people, you know, why not LA, when you remove answers like cost of living, it's really the fragmented nature of the city that really stood out. And, prevents people from finding community. And you know, hopefully today is uh, the start of bringing together people together more often. In today's remote world, you can build anywhere. What makes LA special is that you have a rich ecosystem of seasoned operators that make LA not just a city where you can build, but a city where you can scale. And so, as promised, today you are not here to see a Tech Meets Entertainment conference, but rather a Tech Meets LA conference, which means you are about to hear from many of the many founders across the diverse range of industries that we've talked about today. So, without further ado, it's time to build Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm very excited to introduce our first session on investing in LA. Please welcome Andrew Chen from A16Z, Turner Novak, Banana Capital, Minnie Ingersoll of 10110 Ventures, and Michelle Kong, our venture editorial lead at A16Z. Uh, so welcome everyone to our investing in LA panel. Um, I'm sure most of you guys are familiar with the people we have here on stage, but I figured we would start with some quick introductions and maybe if you guys can also talk about your relationship to LA, kind of as you start. 
Turner, why don't we start with you? Uh, hey everyone, I'm Turner. Uh, I am the founder of Banana Capital. Uh, my relationship with LA, uh, it's my second home that I visit once a quarter. Oh great, hi, I'm, I'm Minnie Ingersoll. I'm a partner at 10110. Uh, 10110 is an LA-based fund, uh, started with two missions in mind. Our first mission is to support early stage technical founders. Our second is to return tons of money to our investors. We were started in 2014 by my partners Gil Elbaz and David Waxman. Uh, they were both technical founders who had scaled companies and they built the fund that they wanted to see. I started a company in 2013 called Shift. I had the chance to exit Shift. It's a used car company in 2019 and join 10110 then. And now we're investing out of our third fund. Oh, awesome. I'm from LA, so I'm yeah. thrilled to be <laughs> thrilled to be back in LA. <laughs> Pasadena. Nice. Uh, all right. And, and it turns out we're neighbors, actually. We're both neighbors, neighbors in Venice. Um, so I'm Andrew Chen um, from A16Z, and uh, I'm part of the um, first games fund uh, that we built, which is um, very, very tied into LA. It's really the reason why I started to visit um, you know, in, in, in the first place. And, uh, and yeah, so I just moved to Venice. I live in the canals. My neighbors are ducks. Uh, we have a canoe. It's fantastic. Highly recommended. Great. So because you guys all have like differing levels of connection to LA, I wanted to start kind of by think, asking what you guys thought of Katya's presentation. Was there any data points that stuck out, stuck out for you? You know, was it exactly what you would expect from like a survey of people, you know, working in LA? I'm happy to jump in. So I think it all comes down to culture. And it was interesting when Katya talked about it, uh, she talked about like culture of the city. I think of a lot of the culture of LA tech community. We talk about how startups, um, the first 12 employees set the culture of a startup. I think the same is really true of an ecosystem. And I credit a lot of the founders and VCs who were here early because I think they've set that up. And I will just add, because I think it's important, that I think LA Tech Week has been an amazing example of being welcoming, inclusive. Um, I know A16 set this up, but they've really included um, almost all of the funds in LA. And it's been fabulous. Yeah, what, what I was going to say on on, uh, on on the on the presentation is it is absolutely true. Like I've seen it for myself, just the influx of fantastic people um, over over the last few years. I think um, this is always a place where uh, folks, um, you know, would would from Silicon Valley would would visit. Um, but it was always, you know, a place that you would visit and then you'd go back to the bubble. You know, that was always the thing. And, and the amazing thing over the last two years has been to see the founders of, um, you know, places like, uh, you know, Airtable and Patreon and AngelList and Coinbase and, and many, many, many other folks actually call LA home. Now, interestingly, not everybody is is uh, you know as as active on Twitter announcing you know all of these things. But like, there are so many people. I mean, it's incredible how many people are here. And so, I think just you know seeing that that uh, whole community um, coalesce really uh, you know really seems super obvious. Yeah, I think for me, I remember seeing it was a couple of years ago. LA is either the second or third largest like economic region in the world. Um, so it's really it wasn't surprising when Katya said it was the the fastest growing of all the hubs. Like. I think it makes sense if you know if you drag the spreadsheet out, it'll probably keep growing pretty quick because you have a lot to grow into. I don't have a source for that stat either, so just I made it up. <laughs> and I feel like you can't really talk about calling out the last two years, obviously, without mentioning the pandemic. So, like, you know, how do you think the pandemic has played a role in driving all this growth? You know, it's you know it's the growth of remote work, right, which allows people to do this, um, allows people to understand that it's possible. Like, 
would love to get your takes on how you see yeah, the pandemic and well, well I think you know we, we've uh, at least the firm has come out and said look we're, we're, we're going to the cloud right and what does that really mean it doesn't mean we're uploading our consciousness into the metaverse that comes later um, <laughs> but what we're doing instead is um, we're, we're opening up offices in, in LA in New York we have one in Miami there's probably going to be more um, coming down the line and and I think it's our sincere belief that we're not going to go back to the way that things were pre-COVID, right? We're not going to all go back to an office five days a week. Instead, there's going to be a lot more kind of different new creative ways um, to, to work. And, and what that means is, um, you know, hubs like LA stand to significantly benefit because um, all of a sudden, if you're an investor, you can meet people from all over the world um, on Zoom. If you are a um, if you're if you're a founder, you can have a distributed team, including folks in Europe, including folks in Latin America, including folks in in all the other startup hubs, and you can build a, a, a massive company. And so I think this is this is really I think has kicked off this whole wave has kicked off something um, you know brand new. And I think that's why this time is going to be very different than all the various uh, you know kind of waves before. Yeah, and I'd add, so I'm the sole B2B investor, I think, on this panel. Um, and I would add that, you know, to Turner's point about it being the second largest economy in the United States, nearly a trillion dollar GDP here. When you look at B2B investing, you look at the massive industries here. Um, it's a great source of talent. It's a great opportunity when you look at the manufacturing, the logistics, uh, insurance, entertainment. Um, there's massive industries, and I think it's fabulous to have capital that is close to the people and close to the industries that they're building for. I think that's fairly unique. I don't think there's anything wrong with VC-backed companies building for other VC-backed companies, but I think it actually is different here in LA in the sort of B2B companies you see. Kind of as a follow to that, like, so what do you guys see as like maybe misperceptions then, right? So it's like there's a lot that's drawing people to LA, but obviously there's still reasons why you know people might be reluctant to start. Like, what are some of the biggest yeah, misperceptions? I think. Okay, I have a podcast. I have to just mention this. I have a podcast. <laughs> a lot of people in the room know because I talk about my podcast. It's called LA Venture. Uh, and on LA Venture, I interview a different um, LA-based partner at a VC fund every week. Um, and everyone tells me you're gonna run out of guests, and I hear that all the time. And the truth is, I've been doing it for three and a half years, I've had 170 episodes, and my pipeline gets bigger and bigger the more I do it. I think that is a misconception, and I think it's a great thing, again, to have capital close to industry. Yeah, I was, I was gonna add that um, because Hollywood has historically been such a huge part of, of the ecosystem. Um, you know, people, I think, naturally assume that everything is connected to the celebrity and kind of influencer scene. And there absolutely is that part, right? But, you know, what's, what's also amazing to me is, um, you know, one of our initiatives, the American Dynamism effort, a lot of it is around, um, you know, deep tech. It's around aerospace. It's around kind of building these, you know, brand new industries. Like, and guess where the, the, the headquarters of all that is? It's here, right? I mean, in SoCal. And I think, um, you know, I think, I think that, that is a huge part. They're very serious, um, you know, engineers and folks that are coming out out of the top schools in this area. Um, I think the, the kinds of companies that are being built are actually very diverse. I mean, you know, the, there's a reason why this is a major um, effort around crypto also in, um, in, in the city is, is for all of those reasons. And so I think um, it's, it's a way broader and more diverse um, set of uh, companies than, than you think. Yeah, I think maybe adding to misconceptions, maybe broadly, I do a lot of consumer investing. I think a lot of people tell you you have to be in San Francisco just because of density of talent. 
Um, but yeah, I just don't think it's true. I mean, we saw the screen. I forget all the companies around. There are so many. There's tons of very large exited tech companies that are that are were headquartered in LA. You know, way back in the day, MySpace, but then also um, I forget the name. Applied Semantics. Maybe that's the wrong one. It's like the it's Google's Whoops, advertising shout business. Out <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like Google's advertising business. It's like the best business in the world. I mean, the the thing that powers it. It was based in LA. Yeah, there's definitely been a lot of mis misconceptions. I think um, Katya did a really good job highlighting a lot of things in the presentation. Uh, switching gears like a little bit. Um, so, so Turner, you're you're not based in LA, but I feel like you have mastered the very LA art of storytelling and working with memes. I was wondering if you know, if given given I think there's a lot of interest in that. Like, if you could talk a bit about how you first got started, how you realized you were good at it, what makes you good at it, but also like you know, what makes a good meme versus a bad meme? Like, when do you push the line, and then when do you know to like hold back? Yeah. Uh, so I was born in Canada, grew up in Michigan, and never moved to San Francisco. Uh, so I had to figure out how to meet people, and it was on the internet, um, a lot of Twitter, writing, and then uh, I guess there's, there's a period of time, maybe four years ago, you know, some of the popular meme and parody accounts started, I, I wouldn't say it's ghostwriting, but just you kind of get, get to know them, you give them some ideas, and my, my ideas did really well, so I was like, why don't I just start making memes, like why don't people love it? Um, and I think it's just a way to show um, a little bit more authenticity. Um, I think that's kind of the secret to storytelling is you want people to be entertained and uh, you want to have it be um, as authentic to you as possible, like to make it really easy to scale. Based in LA, everyone knows about creators, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think burnout is real in any like creative artistic pursuit. So if you do something that's very authentic to who you are, it's just a little bit easier to kind of scale it and keep it going. Um, and for me, I take my, I, I'm a serious person, but I don't take myself very seriously. So memes just kind of slot it in uh, pretty easily. And uh, when it comes to taking it too far, I think you just, memes specifically, um, for me, the strategy is um, you, know, you just kind of poke fun at higher level things. You never, you never put any one individual or person. It's always like a, like a class. Um, and I think VCs, it's very easy to make fun of VCs. Um, and I am one, so I think some of us are very self-aware. Uh, and so some of us aren't. But um, <laughs> they're, uh, they're, it's, it's entertaining content. Um, so kind of the intersection of all those things just it kind of it kind of snowballed over time, and it's and it's fun too. And I think the interesting thing that you were talking about is that it obviously is also a lot of work, right? It's not like these are popping off, and that's you know you work for five minutes a day and you're done. It's like it's it's like <laughs> actually, or maybe it is. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I don't proofread them. Sometimes there's like typos in them. But yeah, that's that's that kind of is why it worked for me. It just scaled really well. So, so uh, Andrew, you were actually an LP. Yes. Is this something that like first attracted you to Turner? <laughs> like, did you, like, like... Yes. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I, I think I think one one of the one of the fun things um, about what we do is you, you get to meet all these amazing people and you meet them, you know, over over Twitter, right? And and, and I think again, this is this is one of the magic parts about this sort of post-COVID, um, you know, setup. And so one of the things I've I've done over the years is to actually LP probably two dozen funds at this point, and, and I think about I think half of them. Uh, or at least, yeah, quarter, quarter or thir a third of them are, are LA-based funds, actually, um, and that and that is such an awesome way to get to know all the investors um, in in the community and to to hear about um, all the amazing things. And what Turner's done an amazing job of, in particular, is is um, you know, in the in the world of consumer investing and. 
um, you know, all the all the new uh, social products and photo products. This is a whole area that we still b believe, you know, there's still a ton of innovation left in. Um, Turner's on top of every single one of those uh, those products, and, and and you know, being in LA, that's one of the things that you get to chat with a lot of influencers and creators about is their use of all of these tools. Vinny, you were mentioning that you have been a, you know, you, you, you were born in Pasadena, you moved away, you came back, you have your podcast. What have been some of the most insightful things you've actually learned from, you know, talking to so many people kind of in depth on your podcast? Like, some of the lessons that you've taken away? You know, I think lately I've had a lot of the intersection of tech. It's been interesting. Um, I just had uh, Charlie Hanna from Marcy Venture Partners. That's Jay-Z's fund. They grew from 30 million to 900 million. I mean, huge jump. Um, I had Megan from uh, A16Z's Cultural Leadership Fund. You know, it, that intersection has been just a growing theme. Actually, I had Plus Capital on, and they talked a lot about how it seems like you can sort of slap a celebrity in to some people, right? They can make an investment. Um, but really what Plus has built, for instance, is they talked a lot about that infrastructure because the startup isn't set to measure what success looks like from the celebrity. And the celebrity isn't really set up to measure that success. So, um, so really setting up those connections in a very deliberate way has been really interesting because agents, like the talent agents, aren't set, you know, they're not set to take a percent if you make an investment. Um, they're set to take a percent, I think it's like 10% of the cash that you get. Um, so that's been, that's been one of the really interesting things. I also get a lot of listeners who are very interested in hearing what's going on in the LA um, ecosystem. I, I mean, the reason I started the podcast was when I moved here, uh, I couldn't find out that much about the investors. I felt like LA was actually really underexposed relative. I feel like a lot of the investors, I like VC as well, but like I do feel like there's more, they're more vocal, tend to be more vocal in the Bay Area, and I felt like LA was underexposed, so it's been, it actually is a lot of work. Um, but uh, I was asking Mark Suster, like, how do you become a great blogger or that sort of thing? And he was like, you have to like to write. Um, and it turns out I like to talk, so it kind of, it suits me. Well, and we, we were having a funny conversation before about how the Bay Area uh, investors often had like a secret partner in oh, yeah. LA. Do you want to talk about that? Yes. I mean, I was saying that I think A16 is the first fund from Silicon Valley, a traditional Silicon Valley fund, that has really publicly had a big presence here in LA. And that it used to be that... You might have one partner from one of the other Sand Hill Road funds in LA, but like their LinkedIn might still say San Francisco. And so it's, it, I think it's a big change for LA, and I think um, it's really the right fund to be planting the, the tent pole here. A lot of it was, I think, from a career standpoint, if you felt like you had to meet the founders in the Bay Area, that actually going any, being anywhere other than the Bay Area was like kind of like maybe you were less serious about you know, those kinds of founders. And so there was so much pressure, I think, for, you know, I was, in, I was in the Bay Area for 15 years. And so there was always so much pressure to just like be there and stay there and, do, and just do that. And I think, um, you know, doing, being able to work on Zoom and, and also obviously the trends of everyone moving around has just really significantly changed things. And so I think many of you know this, but, you know, we're p putting a big office in, uh, next to Elefante in um, Santa Monica. That's gonna be, I think, 30,000 square feet. It's like a whole building. We already have 25 employees in, um, you know, in LA, and that's gonna significantly grow as well. And so, um, so yeah, so th this is, you know, we're, we're, taking, we're taking all these, uh, you know, additional regions very seriously. You know, Andrew, you mentioned, you know, we have this new office, you have just moved here, and then um, you ha you're working on like a new fund. Like, I know that we have another game 
games panel uh, later in this afternoon. But I was wondering if you could also talk a bit about you know, what you're looking for, why you came, um, anything that's been surprising to you that you didn't already expect. I came, um, I, so I, I joined Andreessen Horowitz four and four and a half years ago, something like that. Um, and really my focus there was around social networks. And so think of that as every generation of consumers really has their own new social network. Right, and so if you grew up, maybe you were using AOL Instant Messenger for a while, or you were using MySpace, or you were using you remember what, when all your friends, all your young friends were on on Facebook, and then now when you when you talk to um, you know Gen Z, of course, like first they maybe don't even have a kind of big blue like main Facebook account; they're just using um, you know Instagram. And then when you go even younger, what you find is that the ten-year-olds, the twelve-year-olds are spending all their time either playing Minecraft and Roblox or watching videos about Minecraft or Roblox. That's like where, where they want to really hang out with their friends. And so, you know, with, with, uh, with the A16Z Games Fund 1, the, real, the idea there and what kind of led us in that direction is there's an amazing, you know, amazing new trend among consumers, just the adoption, again, at the intersection of technology and entertainment is just so strong within games. And um, in the center of that, really, in, in, in the country and on the continent, is really in Los Angeles. And so it, it really just naturally fit that um, I should move here. I should you know, work on the fun full time. Most of the portfolio, most of the games portfolio is also here. And so my partner, John Lai, um, is going to be interviewing some folks uh, late, later today and, and going deeper in metaverse and avatars and gaming and all, the, all that good stuff. So Turner, like I wanted to come back to, to you because I feel like you have the, the newest fund out of everyone on the stage. Like how difficult did you find it to get started and like how are you thinking about expansion plans? Yeah, uh, getting started, it, it was hard, but I just did a lot of work kind of ahead of time, I guess, for people thinking about starting a fund. Google, uh, read blogs on, on how to do it. Take it very seriously, all the, all the playbooks. I, I won't go through it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, definitely. Um, I think I, one of my best tweets was actually a joke about why I, I see why people join A16Z instead of starting their own fund, because um, it's just a lot of work. Yeah, and then expansion plans. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to build the next Tiger Global. I don't want hundreds of billions of dollars in AUM. Um, I am just trying to be a good investor. So and find good founders, invest in the pre-seed and seed, mostly doing consumer stuff. So we follow on a little bit over time. Sometimes we'll do some SBVs, like a little bit later stage. Keep making memes, slowly add to the team. Should be fun. Do you require everyone joining your team to have like a certain level of followers before they're allowed to, to apply? Actually, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and you were based in Ann Arbor, so I just wanted to ask, do you have any plans to move? Like, is it, or is it totally possible to be completely you know, in the cloud, as it were? Yeah, I think you can be totally in the cloud. It's, just, it's kind of fun to, you know, married with two kids, it can be nice to say, oh, I'm going to go to LA for a week. Sometimes that's, that's nice. But you're also, when you're, I think when you're doing consumer investing, sometimes it can be helpful to live in the Midwest and kind of other, some of the big hubs. Um, kind of the joke that I make is I show some of the products that I'm looking at to my wife, to my mother-in-law, get their take. You can, sometimes you can kind of cut through some of the steps of maybe like what adoption will look like over time. So that's always helpful, honestly, just kind of being a, a little bit uh, insulated from maybe some of the bubble. There's also the, the challenge of trying to stay you know, connected. I think, it, yeah. I was joking earlier, uh, LA would probably be my first choice if I could move. But yeah, we've got family in, in Michigan, so probably stay there. So we've just got a few more minutes left. Um, I wanted to finish actually with all of you guys and ask like, what questions you're most commonly asked? So this is an opportunity to kind of answer 
a lot of questions at once. But what are you most commonly asked, you know, about investing in LA? People ask for money usually. Um, <laughs> yes. Question number two. Well, I, I was going to say, I think, I think right now the, the, the big thing, of course, is, is just the macro market and, and how to approach um, you know, investing. Are, are people still investing right now? And I think, I think you know, in, in, in the end, I think, um, and would love to hear from, from, from all of you, is that uh, there are tons of investors that are very active. We're very active. We're looking at tons of stuff. We've you know, sent out, I think there's a term sheet going out, um, you know, today actually from, from my team. Um, so I think there, there's, there's a lot of activity, um, but it is definitely one where the bar is higher, there's more questions, there's more data. You know, being high, high growth and high burn is not a good thing. People want more efficient, higher quality businesses, et cetera, et cetera. So, I um, mean, my, my colleague David uh, George has a, has a great uh, blog post that he's written about sort of how to, how to think about the, the downturn. Um, and, and unit economics and all that good stuff coming up. Uh, yeah, I guess a common question, being, living in Michigan, how do I invest outside of Michigan? I do some international investing too. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, since it's super early, it's really a lot of founder-driven and you just kind of try to, I guess, quote-unquote, pattern match other types of businesses and products and, and see if it would work. Um, so yeah, some people say, like, how do you do due diligence on an LA investment if you're in Michigan? Um, sometimes I've already met the founder before in person. Sometimes I might go to meet them ahead of time and sometimes it's a pre-seed round. They're raising a million dollars. There's no product yet. Like, there's no diligence to do. There, you do diligence, but there's there's not a lot. So yeah, it's one of the questions I do get a lot, and it's you know, it's you just kind of make it work. So pretty similar for you. Pretty similar. I mean, with thinking about like, what does a Series A look like? Like, I used to know I have uh, we have 80 portfolio companies now, and. You know, we used to know what a Series A looked like, and so I think we're looking at what is the financing risk and what is the business risk. And we tend to do B two B companies, so I think the business risk actually is 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 low, but the financing risk I think is still a bit unknown. Uh, well, I wanted to thank you guys so much for your time and for coming here today. Um, so thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this episode. For more information about Time to Build LA, go to a16z.com.